coming in November. A podcast about a badass redhead that changed comedy forever. The Bench Loves Lucy. Available everywhere November 3rd. Check out benchpodcasts.com for more information. All right. So how do we start? You want to start? <laughs> Who's starting? You? Just like our normal episode. Oh. But like it's all the horror. So I'll play the like music and shit. And then. Okay. And then. Hi, this is Shauna Trisha thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a quote? Like a Stephen King quote? Oh, was I supposed to? We've only just begun. Oh, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I also, I I might have written a song for tonight too. Based on the movie. You didn't even tell me about it. Well, oh I it, I didn't write the song. Billie Eilish did because I'm like on a Billie Eilish tear right now again. Um, but yeah, me and my ukulele rewrote a song. So you and your ukulele. <laughs> my ukulele is alive. Writing's really hard. We need another snack. And that is just a fact. Oh. oh. Hi, this is Shauna. And this is Trisha. And this is Two Girls on a Bench, the podcast. We write on the bench. We snack on the bench. And most of all, we procrastinate on the bench. And today. We have all the horror on the bench. It's that time again, that time of year, that time of year when we get Drew from the Real Feels podcast to join us now. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Say hi to the people, Drew. Hi, people, Drew. Yay, we have been talking to Drew for like two hours, but we just now started recording. okay, I'm starting to think we need a weekly hangout with Drew. Like, I'm just... Bring all your family in, all the kids said hello. Every night around nine on Friday, we just... What's mom doing? Talking to Drew? All right, all right, cool. I literally don't do anything, so that sounds great. (laughs) You're always welcome. Yay. Well, we have an open Zoom invitation. Well, I have a... I have a quote to set the stage bum, for bum, the bum. excitement of tonight's episode. Do your scary Halloween music ready. I don't have it. I can't. I can only <laughs> do one kidding. thing on my phone at a time, so I can't do that. So here is a quote from an amazing author who we celebrate this afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you're listening <laughs> this to this. afternoon. <laughs> okay. Life isn't a support system for art. It's the other way around. Stephen King. Mm. <laughs> Actually, that's not scary. No, although I, <laughs> while you were looking up yours, I kind of also was also looking up some uh, Stephen King oh, quotes. Give another one, but I love that just because I feel like. Okay. I Are don't you playing know. the Monster Mash? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> This is like my favorite Halloween song, actually, but it had a weird beginning to it. it like just scary. sounds like she was hitting the ball or something. Yeah, I was like, what is that? Like, 
jewelry. It was like <laughs> clanging chains. Jewelry. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the Stephen uh, King you quote that I found quote. where okay, it's, it's actually almost perfect for, you know, the story as, as well as the movie. The road to hell is paved in adverbs. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, Stephen Very King. Very good. Adverbs. I, I have to say. So Usually have an L-Y at the end. Isn't that something we used to say in school? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> No, so I just like, want to yes, say I'm a teacher. I'm a Thank you, Drew. Please acknowledge my my elementary understanding of adverbs. I don't know where I wrote this down on oh, my copious amount of notes, but so we're watching John Cusack in 1408, which mm-hmm. is a short story by Stephen King. Okay, which I did not realize was a short story by Stephen King, and I saw this movie years ago. But as Drew and Shauna will. Um, <laughs> Proclaim from the amount of text messages I sent last night. It's like I've never seen this movie ever before in my life because I was like, wait, Samuel Jackson's in it? Wait, Tony Shalhoub? So we decided on the movie 1408, which is taken from a short story by Stephen King. Yeah, you just kind of launched into the middle of it. We didn't really say what we were going. No, I thought I just said that. Okay. So, anyways, I was wondering though because Stephen King, you know, he's got the Shining with the big hotel. He's got uh, the car, Christine, and um, I'm like watching Cujo. Yeah, but like (laughs) most of the car in the hotel because I'm like watching this last night, realizing it's Stephen King, and thinking, okay, dude's got a thing for like rooms or hotels coming alive like is that a fear of his or like something in his life made that a thing because the shining is about you know well it's not so much the hotel coming to life, but the hotel is kind of like alive with oh no no no. the hotel the hotel is very much alive yeah so and in 1408, the room is really like the main character. The mm-hmm. the, the thing you're afraid yeah, of is the room sure. in the yeah. hotel. Sure. So point. so I'm like, Let's this seems like a girl. theme, right? With with uh, Stephen King. Well, I mean, it's interesting to look at 1408 as a whole because it originally wasn't going to be like a finished short story that was going to be published in a, uh, a like a book of short stories. It was actually going to be part of his um, writing memoirs on writing. It was oh. gonna be, it was gonna be part of that, but then he decided to pick it back up and you know kind of continue it and finish it off. Well, so I was listening to it on Audible and I didn't finish the whole short story, but there's a compilation called Blood and Smoke, and like two, I think two and a half chapters are this story. It's pretty long, book. yeah. Well, so Drew sent so just to preface this. So we all like to read because we like to read. And so <laughs> Drew sent us the audiobook, or I was listening to the one that was on YouTube. I don't know if it's, I think it's different than it's, the Audible one. No, it's the same. It's the same one, actually. That was oh, on, and then he got a different one, Someone posted it on YouTube. Oh, basically. he also got another one that had actually Stephen King reading it, Oh, which is interesting. Right. So, so the, the one that I got is, it might be a newer version of the Audible Recording this is and so because the uh, the short story in itself is part of a book called Everything's Eventual, and it has yes, 14, that's the first book it was in. Yeah, yeah, it has fourteen different stories in it. Yes, yes. Which one of them is uh, writing the bullet? I got that book too. I actually got I downloaded both of them on Audible. I need and to then just do that. You really should. Like 
I Blood like and Smoke was like the original where it was originally put the mm-hmm. short story and then it was put in the other book. I'm going to so. make like a weird like versa. late night confession cuz I'm feeling fast and loose right now. I was thinking about this earlier today cuz I was like, you know, being like an English major, blah blah blah. I got very like lofty and like high pinky about my 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 authors, right? Where I'd be like <laughs> you know, literary fiction and, like, blah, 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 right? You know, I was very, like, into thinking I was amazing or something. I don't know. But, and so I never really read Stephen King novels. I mean, I don't think I've ever read one of his books, to be perfectly honest. Like, I have, like... You should get on top of that. Well, so, but, so here's my late-night admission here. Because I'd be like, oh, it's like, whatever. But, like, as I'm becoming older, I'm realizing, like... Stephen King is like, first of all, his story ideas are like so epic and amazing and so many. I mean, Drew and I were just talking a few minutes ago about how like there's like 20 audio dramas. It's like, you know, there's like Castle Rock. There's this. There's that. There's this movie we're talking about, 1408, and they're taking from like short stories or movies or or, or like books he's written or whatever. And so much has been adapted and he's like kind of ingrained in all of them. And it's like, what a what a phenomenal writer and like example he is for writers that want to think they could do anything. I'm like, does the man sleep? Because he seems to be writing something every, you know, minute. Yeah. It's like, here's another book. Here's a bunch of short stories. Here's another book. Here's, Oh, I'm going to adapt this one into an audio drama and to, into a, you know, streaming show on Netflix. For the most part, kind of like Margaret Atwood, right. Involved in the, TV series mm-hmm. uh, Castle Rock involved in, and you'll see, and it's so well adapted, like fourteen oh eight, which we'll get into. But like when you're listening or reading the story, it's like exactly the dialogue that's in the movie. It's I mean, there's a lot of the dialogue that's the same. It's, yeah, yeah, it's very, very close. Where you're like, wow, wow, well, really? Like, I feel that's... like the movie is so detailed, and the short story is so, so even more detailed. Right, but that they, they pulled a lot even from fit it. Everything from the short story into the movie, they had to like cut. Well, and I mean, and they and they added slightly. a bunch of different things from to uh, the movie itself because I mean, in the movie yeah. we get this backstory of Inslet. That's true. Where it's it's nowhere in the short story you yeah you don't well, you have, have to make you don't have anything right you don't have anything about like his daughter dying right. or it's that like, his marriage yeah. failed like you, but you have all nothing the other, of this all the, all the others like the skeleton of the story is all very right. that's the, like, the whole room the bones are there the bones everything is there except the backstory is what makes you more uh compelled to empathize with the main character and like root for him because otherwise you kind of wouldn't root for him because he's kind of a dick with you yeah he's he's very much selfish i don't want to say like a nihilist but he is that he is the professional skeptic and that's what he does he goes around and he tries to prove you know all these supposed haunted places left and right they're they're false and you know he understands how a good ghost story as he says is perfect for the hotel once the freeway moves away right oh well and so just to just to kind of go back like so the movie's 1408 like 1408 starring john cusack also as i mentioned sam jackson and tony shalhoub but also um, we have a thing with drew now where we like to do things about 
with you know, John Cusack. With John Cusack. Just <laughs> in general. Because yeah. we did a girl and Poe, yeah. which strangely starred John Cusack. Yeah. And that now was, this. I, that might have been, was that our first? I think that, that was our first, first because then the next one was. Um, and then it was the also Omen. author. The Omen. And, and then, then it was like. The Omen too. And then it went crazy. <laughs> and then it was like author. And then it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then now like another author. Yeah. Because we so. like, we know about writing and reading. The three of us. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously. Well, only the three of us. Nobody else. It's, just it's us. No, no one else, obviously. I mean, <laughs> not, not even, not even Stephen King himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, what's interesting about this character that John Cusack plays is he's a writer. And like Drew said, he's a skeptic and he goes from hotel to hotel and he's basically writing about the hauntings that happen. And I don't feel like he's even debunking them so much in his book as he's playing up to it to sell books a little bit. I think he has to try and amp it just a little bit and be honest because he's got to sell the books. He gives him a a scoring Mm -hmm. out of what I assume is 10 out of the skulls, um, yes. he he does point out highlights, as he said, as he was driving away, where he said, if you call ahead, you know, the, the lady who owns this hotel will bake you her famous flourless her chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah. You know, the eggs Benedict are good. Yeah. I give I give the whatever, like the the weeping meadow in six skulls. And then he stops yep. and he's all like, screw him, five skulls. But this whole thing is, you know, 10 haunted mansions, 10 haunted castles, 10 haunted yep. ships. And I mean, it's, it's a gimmick. I mean, it's, it's definitely a thing. I mean, going. I'm sure it sells books and if it was happening now, it would be a podcast for sure. Oh, definitely. Oh, but yeah. I mean, you would, you'd think he'd run out show. of things to like write 10 things about. I mean, eventually what is it going to get to? Like, you know, like 10 haunted tree houses. I um, mean, <laughs> Well, dog houses. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know, will we? Um, no, no. But so, so we start with him um, coming to this hotel called the Dolphin. The Dolphin, right? Well, In, it starts out yeah. actually with him going to some oh, cheese ball, little right. like bed and breakfast. That's the one he was like, that's when he was make that, you a chocolate. Right. Cake. He was just mentioning, yeah. and it's so funny because the people are like, "Have you have you heard about the room?" And this is what happened, <laughs> and it was the servants' quarters. And oh my gosh, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Can I just get like, can I just get the room? Can I just like go to bed? And they're like, and also there was like somebody here, and you know they're trying to like amp up all their scary like ghost stories, which and is so funny. And you definitely want to lock funny. the door from the inside. <laughs> Well, they did it like five times. He's like, I got it. He's like, yeah, I get that. Give me the fucking key. <laughs> and then he's sitting there, and I don't know if it's just me or, but that room is weird. With I'm those like little tiny doors. Yes. I was like, does well, he look? Like, what are those guys? Does he like look quite large? He, it it reminds me of being John Malkovich. I'm like, where do the tiny doors go? Do they go into John Malkovich's head? Like, I don't know. I was like in that space. Yeah. Like, John Cusick. Like, I'm like, you look like you're really big on a small chair. <laughs> in weird. a weird it small room. It did look like room. he was huge on a small yeah, chair. Yeah, it was kind point. of odd, but anyway, I yeah. think it's just the perspective of that room. <laughs> right. But like it's, it's got to be just the perspective and and I think it because it was a servants quarters that you didn't really I don't know, you didn't need like a lot of space for it and so that's just, and that's, that's just how, what it was. That's how all those old houses look cuz I went to Lizzie mm-hmm. Borden's house and it's pretty <gasps> much like that. It's very small. 
It's small like that, and it, the rooms are weird, and yeah. like, and then it's the like you walk around like and people in. sit, and yeah. the, but they're like, "There's supposed to be something here," you know, and you're everyone's all trying to get freaked out or whatever, and <laughs> it definitely, but yeah, the rooms are kind of funky. We're like, "Oh, it's kind of like interesting to stay there, I guess." But anyway, so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I just then, wanted to make a joke about that because that was like that made me laugh he, how the people were so excited that he, he was leaves there. there and does this book signing that is clearly not very <laughs> successful. <laughs> Like there's like as many people that would be at my book signing at that book signing like two. Well, what's terrible is like he goes up to the guy and he's just like, "Hey, how you doing?" He's like, "Hi." <laughs> yeah, um, I'm here for the I event. Thought that was kind of funny. What event? Actually. Oh, they said that they redid that scene as well as when he's talking to the audience. Like, because I listened to the commentary. Oh yeah, you did the director. I did the director cut, commentary. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so they said that they redid that scene where he's talking to the audience at the signing so many times because because when they would send it off and they would send it back like the studio is like why is he shitting on his books like why is he (laughs) why is he like you know basically making it sarcastic about himself right but i mean i think the thing is is because he is like the eternal pessimist yeah Yeah. and 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 that's just kind of what that's why we love this character like actually john cusack's kind of that guy a lot in his movies yeah and i think i think it's kind of perfect for him in this because he's He's still searching for something. He's always wanting answers. I mean, for a man who is a atheist, like he's in a position to either do one of two things, really find out that there is a God and that there is an afterlife, or he's trying to prove to everyone that, you know, he's stubbornly been right the entire time. Yeah. Right. Right. For and sure. I feel like it's more that or actually I'll take that back because as you find out about his backstory and his daughter, which we'll get into, I feel like he just wants to feel something and know something more is there. Oh, right. Because of his experience. Like, like he'd that's like the whole... to be proven wrong, yeah. I think. And I think he says that at some point. I yeah. don't know if it was in the yeah. story or the movie, but well, he, he does kind of say that. He does yeah. tell the audience, he said, because they ask him, like, what do you mean? Like, you're saying that there's no such things as ghosts? And he says, I'm saying I've never seen one. I would love to see one. And yeah. I mean, for him, especially again with the backstory and the daughter We're and the shadowing. daughter dying and getting sick. I mean, he like his words is just like what God would do this to a child. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, in the flashbacks. So if you haven't seen it, the f- and spoiler alert. It's spoiler, all this spoiler, entire spoiler. episode is a spoiler a alert. Spoiler. Get over it. Um, <laughs> this movie came out in 2005. But like, so we, we learn over, over time that his daughter died of some sort of like cancer or terrible you. disease at a very young age. Like like still little enough to pick them up like i'm she saying, had like, to have been like seven nine, i was gonna say like maybe nine eight, or eight maybe eight because logan's six and i can barely pick that kid up so i would say like seven, seven or eight, eight. yeah he's a full grown man but but enough to like articulate and 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 um and i think this sadly happens with children that are dying like they're very more aware of their where they're going and what like the the metaphysical than we are they become so and, accepting of it more than yeah. anybody as well yeah and well, they, they haven't they, been they here portray that long that like very well yeah they haven't been here that long no, i mean because we've had a long time and, to think about all these things well and they, they portray haven't. it so well where it's like the little girls reading the bible and it's like what is this where is that will i go there okay you know like it's all just like part of the experience and then you know john cusack the whole time his character's like 
really not accepting this fact that this kid is going to die before. I mean, no, no parent's kid should die before them. Like that is just horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, um, it's clear to me in the beginning though, that when the girl at the book signing, there's one girl that comes up with a book that he doesn't really want to talk about. He's surprised she has that. I think he wrote about his experience with his daughter. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Or his father. I no, thought no, it was no. his father. I, oh, you know what? Oh. It, honestly, it could I be, mean, it could it could be, be either, either or. Yeah. I thought she said is the relationship with the father feels very real, is it? And so, he said, he, she said is the, no. the relationship with the son feels very the, real. With the son yeah. feels very real. So because it, honestly, there's a big thing with him and his dad that they go yeah. through yeah, in the yeah. room. And yeah. so I I thought that's what it was about. Oh. I, I thought it was him changing his daughter to a boy in the book. That's what I thought. That's what I kind of figured it was. But, but you know what? You could be right. It could be. Yeah. It could be the dad because there his is. His dad has some shit. His dad had a big part. Yeah. Did the scene? I can't remember if the scene uh, from the, the YouTube version that I sent you. Uh, did he come across his father like looking down through the vents? Did he see his dad in, in the vents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in that scene, his dad gets mad at him for running off to L.A. Yes. He said, yeah. "You never supported me." He said, "Well, I never supported you because you're a shit writer." Yeah. And, and yes. then he stares at him. So I'm thinking like. Okay, now that you say that the book is about his dad, maybe the book is about his dad and that's his reaction after Yeah. Like yep. that the book was published and the father's like, yeah. How the hell how dare you write about me like this? So yeah. it's sort of it's Could sort be. of like you know, he's written so he writes all this like sort of I don't wanna say pulp fiction, but whatever it is, you know, this sort of re- reality drama. Yeah. You know, nonfiction, yeah. I guess. And even in which the is, short story, it's like he used to write poems. He used, he used to write, to write all of these things. Sort of serious. Right. And then he went to this literary fiction. He's selling the shtick, basically. Yeah. And yeah. this commercialized girl, stuff. This girl comes to him with this amazing, real piece of probably literary fiction that he wrote. And he's just like, whatever. Oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Like, what rock did you find that under? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, that's such an, that whole thing. Because well, if, it really like sets a stage for yourself, his life. Putting like, yourself out there and being vulnerable and no one liking it. And then doing bullshit, you know, roadside <laughs> motel hauntings and selling out. I mean, yeah. that had to suck a little bit. But it wasn't even selling out, though. It was like three people would come to his reading. Maybe, but he's making enough money to like. To but I mean, on. were they really yeah. coming Dang. to his readings or did they just happen they to just be there. in that Barnes and Noble at the They're time? All... Yeah. <laughs> Right, it's like right. it wasn't even a Barnes. It was like local bookstore like, yeah, number bookstore. five. <laughs> yeah. Can we there just talk any. about how he randomly surfs in his wetsuit? Says Psycho One on the side. Okay, the whole surfing thing is so okay random. So here's here's what do you think a, about it? Here's a theory, and I I, I also watched someone else's video on it, and it makes it makes a lot of sense. So, okay, good. so two things. One is um, the the writers and the director were questioning the director what, during the commentary. One, they asked him. They said, like, so the girl who brings up that book, The Long Road Home, is she the one who sends him the postcard? And oh, and, the, huh. and the director's like, I, I would, I, I don't. Know. He's all, like, yeah. Well, he was, he's just all like, <laughs> yes. I don't know. Like, we're not yes. really going to get in that. He didn't. He didn't <laughs> confirm. He didn't deny. Now, for the surfing, so obviously he still surfs. Like he, he's, and it's something that he's done. When he gets knocked off the surfboard and goes under the wave and he washes up onto the beach and he coughs up the water and the guy comes over and says, like, hey, man, you still breathing? You breathing? The idea is that Mike Inslin is dead. 
So he yeah. died. And then at that, moment. at that moment, he has died. And now he is just kind of like waiting and he's ma- and he's making his way. And mm. because he constantly As if he's alive because he doesn't know he's well, dead. But he constantly refers to Dante's Inferno all the time yeah. throughout the movie. He keeps saying, like, we're in this circle of hell. We're in this circle of hell. Yeah. And so when he goes and he gets this this call to go to the dolphin, that's going to hell and when dante went into hell he had virgil as a guide and olin sammy jackson is his virgil and he's trying to guide him and tell him and give him information and how he's going to go because the different things that take place in order Hmm. in the room actually reflect the different levels of hell that he has to go through and even even before he gets to amazing and even before he gets to the hotel he's already going through different levels because the first level I think of hell is is lust, and there's kind of maybe a slight inclination that maybe he had an affair, and that was also part of the reason why yeah. he kind of drifted away from his wife because when he's knocked off the surfboard, he's distracted by women who are surfing, and then when he goes to that diner and he's looking through oh, his I letters, I thought he was distracted by the plane. He's distracted no, no, the plane he saw when he washed up um, on the beach. Well, he sees it while he's in the I ocean. I thought he looked at but it. First, he's Does looking he? okay. at a girl. He's looking at the girl. He's looking at the girl. There are then girls. Then he looks at the plane. Then the wave comes. No, because I was yeah. watch, what, okay. looking at that, too. Yeah, I was um, thinking yeah. about that. But still, he was ogling. Because they flash like, back to it like, later. looking at a girl. But he, yeah. he, so he's he was. like ogling at women. When he goes to the diner and ogling. he's looking through the letters, um, there's women around him. It's like all women. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Interesting. So... That was like a theory by this guy, but it's interesting huh. to just listen to like the different things that he goes into to where he and he even admits like, you know, later on when the room gets freezing and cold, he says, yeah, we are in the lowest level of hell and the lowest level of hell is frigid and ice cold because frozen. Satan, <gasps> because Satan is frozen in place there. That's where he's kept. And he starts out super uh, hot in that room, too. And there's a portion, yep. there's a portion of hell, one level where it is heat. Right? I love that. It's I love that too. That's so good. Because True. I, I mean, Dante is searching for his wife, and the entire time, what is Mike searching for? His daughter. Yep. And kind of his wife a little bit too, in a weird way. Also. Also, but yeah. can we just sort talk of, about how yeah. at one point um in the movie, John Cusack writes down, well, after he's maybe died, we don't know. Um <laughs> there's there's like three for- endings. <laughs> 1408 equals 13 and i had to text drew and be like (laughs) what does that mean and drew's like one plus four plus zero plus eight equals 13 (laughs) and i don't want to admit how many things i did on my calculator to figure out how to get 13 out of 1408 not this hard okay so this is there's also a number when he puts the key into the door there's a number that's etched into the lock those numbers add up to 13 as well <gasps> Did what? you pause it and figure that out, or was that in the commentary? No, I saw that somewhere. Oh, <laughs> oh you're smart. Because here's what happens. I, so just do, I just do good research. We were all, <laughs> so we're on like a group text, because that's how amazing we are, the three of us. Because we're good friends. Because we are in constant contact. <laughs> and we're texting each other, and she's like, I'm watching the movie, or I'm listening to the audiobook. I'm like, me too, or whatever, right? Like, and we're I was just like, like, I'm putting my kids to bed. And she's just like, I'm listening to the audiobook. My kid's taking a bath, whatever, right? Oh, he so, was taking a shit. Or he was pooping, whatever. <laughs> Or whatever he was doing. And so we're like, great, Trisha, TMI. And so anyway, we're like, so 
I'm like probably like an hour or, or 45 minutes ahead of you, you know, and Drew was already like, I already watched it or you were pretty far into it. <laughs> then like Trisha's texting. So I'm laughing because I had written down, I'm not kidding you, Drew, everything in order that Trisha then texted us. That's why I said you're a dork because I wrote down Tony Shaloub, <laughs> cigarette behind ear. <laughs> I, of course I drink. I'm a writer. And she, I'm not kidding you, she texted us those, like, three things. Maybe she might have texted me one of them so just, like, I separately. Just to Shauna, yeah. But I was like, dude, you're, so, you're like, Samuel Jackson's in this movie. I was like, <laughs> that, that's when Drew was like, it's like you've never seen it before. <laughs> like, like, we also, and I like, think I maybe saw it, like. <laughs> I don't know uh, when it came out, and I don't remember it. I, was at like all. I only you know what I remembered from it. I remembered the fucking ocean painting coming to life in the room. Okay, yeah. that and is that's it. all I Girl, remember. And, and him it was like a hotel. sweating and <laughs> having a cigarette in his hand, but not smoking it or something. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. And then like yeah, nothing else. But I was just <laughs> laughing because I was like, dude. I was like, you're such a, because it was just like, Tony, she'll live. It was like, she was just like discovering like, every like moment. Hour behind oh you my guys. God. John Cusack's talking to Samuel okay, Jackson. You you're guys. like, okay, we got it. We Do got you guys it. remember the beginning of The Exorcist when the mom go when like there's first problems and she has a cigarette in her hand the whole time she's talking she to carries the priest, it but she carries mm -hmm. it around. She's not smoking it because she's quit smoking right and it's like just like a thing she does like her therapist told her to do that so right. she wouldn't have to smoke. Okay, do you think Stephen King was like inspired by that for this whole cigarette behind the ear thing? Because it's in the short story too. Yeah, he no, said, it is. he says it's like a, it's a writer thing, where yeah, uh, like, like he had a too. like he had a brother who died of lung cancer, so he doesn't yeah, smoke that's anymore. In the short story, and, yeah, he but quit he, right. So, but he and, and he quit, and so he keeps the cigarette more for luck and superstition because it's a writer thing, which is also why he has like his. You know the the ghost repellent Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, rub. yeah, and the and his recorder. Yeah. Right. So by the way, everybody, check out this short story because it's like, frankly, we've only just begun. It is like, frankly, like some of the dialogue is word for word what's in the movie, which I love because it feels very true to the actual story. Where you're like, wow, mm -hmm. like Wait, he literally that's in the actual script because I watched them and listened to them back to back. So I really had that memory of like hearing him talk about the cigarette and saying like, well, if there's a nuclear war, a nuclear Holocaust, whatever he says, he's like, just in case I've got the cigarette. And that's literally in the short story. Like there's some, very and, exacting lines yeah. and it's not a, especially it's not Sam a long Jackson's short story character no it's not it was especially like the, the hotel manager an hour 15 like maybe so 75 minutes maybe it's it's not bad but i mean 40 minutes of it is probably just him having the meeting with olin and exactly. and, and olin Over just yeah. begging him like that's the don't go into it. the room yeah don't go into yeah. the room dude like yeah. I mean, there's nothing to the movie uh, or to the short story of that where he says no one's lasted more than an hour. They mm -hmm. kind of amped up the amount of deaths in the movie. Uh, in the short story, it was like 30, 32, 36 people have died. And in the but movie, the they said like 57 deaths. Some of the examples that, that Owen gives, Sam Jackson's yeah. character does give those same examples from the short story. Yes. Like Although, does he mention, okay, this is the thing I was 
thinking about because I couldn't help thinking about The Shining, just knowing Stephen King. He says there were these sisters that were mm-hmm. the that twins. were maids. Were they in the movie? No, right? No, the twins okay. were not. No, so you never saw anybody go into the okay. room. You well, never no, ever saw anybody. He mentions people that clean the room. So the whole thing, right. everybody, is that. Um, Samuel Jackson's the hotel manager, and he's telling uh, John Cusack, Enslin, right? Enslin, yeah. yeah. Enslin, the writer, um, he's like, oh, you know, well, we, he's like, oh, the room must be dusty and gross, like, because you guys never let anyone stay there. And he's like, no, we actually clean it every month, but like, we have a very strict protocol because it's Mm -hmm. a little bit weird and like bad things have happened. But in the story, it's like there were these sisters that went in and they were the ones and they were the only ones that could survive it because of their bond with each other. They could sort of make it through. Yeah. And then something happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like shining, like, you know, twins standing in the the hallway. These are the. Come play with us, Danny. (laughs) Yeah, they just like graduated at, yep. at from Dalton that story Hotel. to this one. I don't know. I feel like there's things that Stephen King exactly what they with sound and like. They just come out in his stories over and over again. In I love ways. it though. I kind of like love that kind of stuff oh, where no, it's like it's a little cool. nod to something else. I mean, but if, he, if, they things, connect, that if things connect in the Stephen King, you know, universe, that's great, and I think that's fine. Yeah. so cool. I mean, no, I it's it's close it. enough because it's it's New York. It's not Maine. But yeah. I mean, it's still <laughs> New York. Well, what the fuck, Cape Cod King? It's usually Maine. It's mostly New England, but we're gonna do New York this time. All right. So he gets through it. He gets to the hotel. Tony Shalhoub is his Wait, agent. Has anyone noticed the old-fashioned baby carriage in the lobby? Yes, I wrote something I don't think about that was, later. I don't think she was real. I don't think she was ever real. Okay, also and that baby carriage her creepy. going into the room and next door. No, she's next door. She's, she's like, right next door. That old-fashioned baby carriage. Nobody had that in 2007. scary well, shit. Well, so you also, I think you could look, I think you could look at. <laughs> right? The, sure. You could look at the dolphin in the film and even Samuel L. Jackson says like, you know, we're not the Hyatt, you know, but, you know, we occupy at 97% capacity and we have a good clientele. Even the people in the lobby, you're like, oh, this looks like some, some this looks like some rich old money. 1940s yeah. movie. It looks like it, it looks, looks nice like and it's fancy. But I want to stay there. In the, right. It looks nice. Yeah. But, Not in 1408, so, but I want to I mean, stay in the, the hotel. The baby carriage could be seen almost as like, I don't know, like maybe rich just nostalgia. Sty- yeah, like stylistic yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, fun fact, the uh, the old man who's actually sitting in the lobby with the little glasses like down on his nose reading yeah, the paper. Yeah, yeah. That's the director's dad. And his daughter is Aww. actually in the background um, standing <laughs> at the uh, the front desk. But I love that. The the lady with the baby carriage. It's so it's so odd because somehow she makes it up to the 14th floor before him. And yeah. as she's backing into the room, you hear her say, it's OK, baby. It's OK. We're home. Yeah. Uh, fuck no, that. Fuck that. My Alexa just went off. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, you bitch. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. For real? She sk- <gasps> no, oh. shut up. Did she say one plus four? I plus don't zero know why she's going eight. off. Okay, you know what's stupid? She equals no, thirteen. Because she doesn't she doesn't go off to like words like Alexa. Alexa. She goes off. I have it specifically set for Star Mommy? Trek. No, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have it set for Star Trek where I say computer. But 
I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> say okay, the word. Computer. No. Okay, but either way. Um, you did say mom. That was Mommy. really creepy. Mm-mm. No, okay. he said we're home. We're home. And then it was like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah. that's crazy. Okay, well, um, let it be recorded here if I die tonight. Oh, my God. Drew's house <laughs> is haunted oh, no! with Alexa. There's, I can't, I'm surprised nobody's done Alexa. That's coming next. Maybe from any one of oh, us. Oh, I'm sure it'll be on know. something. I mean, immediately. I'm surprised it wasn't already. Other, the other one where it was um, Kristen, what's her name? The audio drama where she like played a phone operator. Yes. Kristen Wig. I know. Wig. I can't remember the name of the audio <laughs> drama. Don't hit me because it won't make me remember faster. <laughs> All right. She's just hitting me with a pad of paper. But creepy mother in stroller saying we're home as she backs backs into the the room next Mm -mm. to 1408. Now, I mean, I don't know if like anything affects the outlying rooms, if I remember correctly, but it is still kind of creepy. That one's like right next door to his. It is right next door. Visually, it's like super weird to watch her back in. Even if you don't catch the dialogue, you're just like, no, that baby carriage is just just, weird. It's odd. It's it's odd. And it's it's really, it's kind of old fashioned. It's like an 1800s baby carriage. Yeah. It's not even like a 1920s. It's like like Victorian. Yeah. It it looks Victorian. It it looks like 1880s. They like alienist. They kind of chose. Yeah. Alienist. Yeah. There was an interesting way that they were like filming the movie where it they wanted the claustrophobic feel of the room itself and and insulin to be stuck in there now when the mechanic comes and tells him how to fix the ac unit yeah and just like you know tap the little vial of mercury and he says oh you're brilliant you're a gentleman and a scholar how about i, I can give you a tip and, he and he's around, gone he's gone so he sees them he goes to the door and there was a shot a scene shot where he sees the man leaving down the hall so he actually mm-hmm. leaves the room and he chases him to the elevator, and the man gets on the elevator, and he's <gasps> gone. And, oh, and, they cut and that. he, that's not. But that didn't that's make the not, final no. cut. So yeah. what, So all we see is that leave. he. All we see looks is that out. he looks out. He almost looks. he has like he actually has he has one foot out, but he still has one foot in the room. And yeah, the next yeah. scene is just him turning around and shutting the door. So he, tec- he technically never leaves the room. But once he gets in this room, guys. Even when he decides, you know what, um, Sam Jackson was right. I need to get the fuck out of here. He cannot get out. It like, won't let no him. No matter what. It will and not let him leave. So Samuel Jackson's character says to him before he goes in there, he's like, I don't go in the room. Samuel Jackson would not even come out he, of he the elevator. Yeah, he's he like, stops at the elevator. Yeah. And he says, no one's lost more than an hour. So as John Cusack, sorry, I'm just saying the actor names because I'm bad at remembering the character names, but... He gets into the room and his alarm clock goes off, starts making noise. He unplugs it. Yeah, he unplugs it from the wall and it starts counting down from 60 minutes. So it starts counting down an hour. So he's kind of looking at that the whole time, sort of as a reference point of like, I'm not going to. I've been told I have an hour, basically, and nobody makes it through an hour. And so just to to note that, because that is kind of like always there in the background. Well, immediately the room starts to kind of air quote hurt him in in the windowsill Mm -hmm. or whatever, which slams his hands and Mm -hmm. he wants to leave. And then it seems like his calls to downstairs are no longer to really downstairs or to the operator or to the front desk or whatever. Like it seems like he's 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 made his decision and he is he's now shut in the room 
and he cannot get outside contact like at that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Because, I mean, if he is, you know, as the theory goes, if he is in hell, he just can't go back through the levels that he's already gone through to escape. Exactly. He has to continue on. And every single thing in the room, it starts to mess with him. As he gets up and goes to the bathroom, he pulls off the toilet paper and he starts dabbing himself because he's a little perspiring. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, look at there. The chocolates are back up on the bed. The bed. And Turned the, down toilet paper, the toilet paper has been reset. Yeah, and it's back to like... Now he yeah. starts seeing the different apparitions. The room is like apparitions. fucking with him. Oh, the, yeah. The picture, the crooked picture. And yep. in the story, there's more about the crooked door and mm-hmm. the crooked picture way more than in the movie How, but just the yeah. crooked picture just having him when he first gets in the room he goes around and looks at all the pictures and he's like oh that's the dumb this picture the f- hound picture and the oh yeah picture. he goes off and about he goes off thing. on yeah. he's got a little one is like a bad holiday in, mm-hmm. you know picture but then suddenly the ocean picture is crooked and it's like that shouldn't be scary but it was because you're like what the fuck move the picture you know and he moves it back and like you're like waiting you're just wait the whole time the anticipation i thought <laughs> we haven't even said if this movie is good for us or not and i thought it was really good because the anticipation of of what is affecting the room what is happening and what like what fuckery is going to occur oh, yeah. with the the, the carpenter fuckery? song playing on the radio we've only just begun and the hour clock countdown him getting hurt and then the crooked picture and the turndown service that whole beginning part was like electric for me and let me just say that i was like strangely like looking at time stamps on this i don't know why but you know because we write screenplays yeah because i'm like how far (laughs) is this into the story and i just wrote a note like it goes bad so quickly because you know it's 40 minutes into the actual long movie right so like we've started with him being you know in hermosa beach doing his whole life you know doing the reading surfing living his you know dream whatever and then he comes to new york so like all of this has happened it's only 15 minutes into his room stay where shit just starts to go down like he's only because the and the reason i'm saying that is because it's counting down on that clock so it's like you know, he unplugs it. I, it's I think still it's also, counting down. I think it's fairly accurate for the hour in the movie as well. For like the entire journey. I think it's actually an hour. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like the establishing scenes with like him at the, the reading and mm-hmm. then meeting Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah. By the time he gets in the room, it really is a 60 minute journey before yep. we end. And that's, I feel like that's very purposeful in the, in the oh, yeah. story. At 40. Yeah. But that, but you guys might be right, but because well, it was, if it started at 40 with all the stuff happening and the movie itself is an hour, the 44 movie is an hour and 44 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So like, so that's an hour left. Yes. That's six, 60 minutes. 60 yeah, minutes. I guess so. I mean, I was like, just, I just was like, <laughs> math is, I'm like, he's only been in the room for 15 minutes and he's starting to fucking lose his shit already. And it's like bad news. And then I wrote home video bummer. (laughs) Because he starts to, hmm. he starts to see like home videos. And his dad and all the shit. His kid died, spoiler alert, in the past. And, you know, it's doing everything to break him and it's doing everything to keep him there. But I think also it's, it's keeping. 
because if he is going through Dante's Inferno, if he's going through hell and all these levels, it's the self-reflection of everything that he has done wrong in his life. And he has to like own up to it and he has to live with it and he has to accept it. And I think one of the most brilliant scenes in the movie is when he's trying to get help from across the way and he's seeing someone else in another hotel in a window. But it's him. Oh, but it's him. But if you look at it, it's a dark mm. him because he's yeah. not in yeah. his, he's not in a brightly colored Hawaiian shirt. It's he's bizarre not in this, him. He's, yeah. he's yeah. smoking the cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then it's he gets far gone him. <laughs> and then he gets uh then he gets attacked by whomever some crazy some crazy ghost. person ghost with a hammer, yeah. which I found out is actually his personal trainer. Um, <laughs> dressed up, life? yeah, dressed up in the movie. Oh, that's oh, funny. That's, that's cool. I love it when he goes to look at the door, at the back of the door, as you would pan it in a hotel room, wanting to get out. Let's look at the escape plan. How do I get out of here? Mm. Oh, that and was it's cool. like you are here, and it's just his room, fourteen oh eight, and yeah. it's black. At a certain point, all the rooms disappear. <laughs> he looks at it at one point, and it's all there. And then I later, think that's he looks when he like, and it's like nothing. after he decides to crawl out on the ledge, right? And there's no other windows, and he can't. Which also reinforces your idea that it is hell, and he can't. There are no other windows, even though he thinks there's windows in this hotel well you there's also some, have the other, you also have the other ghosts that are also stuck in this you know version yes. of hell Loop. with him yes. because they're not getting past this past this version because when he is trying to climb back in after realizing that he can't get the to another window chick. the plaid shirt chick looks at him as yep. she is crawling out to jump out almost like mm-hmm. get get out of my way yeah, I, have, I have to I do have this shit again. to do yeah Yep. No, it's interesting because like it's it's funny because, you know, the foreshadowing of him saying earlier, like, I've never seen any ghosts. I've never. And like it's like, you know, 50 minutes. And I just was for some reason writing down all the times. I don't know why, you know, 50 minutes in, he sees a ghost freaking walk across the room and jump out the window. And you're like, all right, well, you've seen him now. Like, there's a ghost. There's two of them jumping out the window. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, you can check that off your list. And I I also wrote creepy baby carriage next door. Oh, see? Because at one point he's, like, sort of listening. He's trying to pound on the door and get the woman's attention. Before the walls start bleeding. Uh, No, I have to say, though, I also when you're in a scary hotel room. Oh. Yeah. It's really? weeping some type of like goop. It's not blood, but it's something weird. Oh, I thought I it mean, was blood. It's enough. I thought I wrote down the blood walls are too. bleeding. That same video of like Dante's hell and how they break <laughs> down the movie. That's a that's another level. Just <laughs> <Trisha> singing. <laughs> I wrote here's the level of my um my notes are so good. Creepy baby carriage next door sees his dad, bleeding walls woot, sick kid memories. <laughs> I said, don't <laughs> crawl in old vents, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I never, don't, I never liked, I mean, that, that was going to be creepy anyways, because as he's crawling through and he's looking down, he's seeing mm-hmm. old memories, but it's then terrible. he, but then he finds the, the body horrible. of the first person who died in the room. Yeah. But, and he's like kind of mad at it. Well, but what's stupid <laughs> is that like they have documented photographs of that body found by the police dead, dead. yeah so and it wouldn't ended have been up, up there up, yeah it ended up back up in the vent but then How? the dead guy kind of comes alive so is it well he really... keeps screaming help me 
Yeah. And but he's also like mad at it when he sees it. He's like, I can't help you. He's like, he's like irritated. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, I think that's the only scene he's that. He's not even scared. He's just like, shut up. Stop right. bothering me. And you're like, okay. Like, oh, All right. man. I have to say, when the fax machine faxes the dress oh. from his daughter, <laughs> I love that. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I that thought was that was cool. really dark, really I, creepy. Really dark, but like brilliant, though. I thought I was like, that, that is sick and twisted right there. Well, I mean, because the entire time he also just thinks that Olin is behind it. He thinks that he's drugged him. Right. Right. No, oh, yeah, because of the, yes. the, 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 booze, the booze, the scotch. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly he's like, wait a minute, I'm hallucinating yeah. all of this. Okay, so here's another really fun note I wrote after Sick Kid Memories, was the wife is the actress from a picture on our board, Mary McCormick. No. Uh-huh. If you can, So we have a picture of this woman, this actress, somewhere. Is it's it hidden still, now. Is it that? It goes to, to my, my light bulb. bulb? Yeah. No, it's not. So Trisha and I did this weird thing where we would pick an actress <gasps> or actor <laughs> and be like, oh, this is the person we picture in our head, right? You know, it's this person. So she shows up. Trisha's <laughs> <laughs> showing Oh, it too. is. Yeah, it is her. It's totally Mary McCormick. And I'm like, I don't so, even remember her name. All I could picture was her so picture we would on the pin wall. Up pictures of the actors we would see pay, playing our characters in our minds. We were writing the script in our minds, like in our best wish list, right? <laughs> this is like probably 15 years it's old. It's probably when this movie came out, 2007. Seriously, because it was yeah, way that's before roughly kids. Almost the time, like 14 years ago. And yeah. that looks like her in the movie, actually. So, so I was laughing because I was like, Funny. That chick's in our movie that we never made, but she was gonna play Margot. She's perfect in this movie. We're gonna have, we're gonna call you, lady. Um, Mary McCormick, you're on the list. You're 100 years old now. It's not gonna work. I'm just tell kidding. me. Oh my God. You're also like on our 50. list. Too. She's probably like our age. I'm like you're so old. You're like 47. You're too old to be you're in our movie up. now. Oh wait, that's how old we are. I'm sorry. I think Cusack's only 55. He is. I looked it up last night because I was like, how oh, much damn. older is he than us? I'm... <laughs> That's always my reference point. <laughs> how all, old am I or how young am I? All we care about is what people have accomplished by certain ages. Okay, so he goes through his whole life through that crawl space. I mean, kind of. Or like high points of his life, right? Like, mm, I, no, I think it's actually like low points. Like the, Or low the points, wife, I mean. The wife calls yeah. him over to talk. He says, no, I'm going to go get cigarettes. He yeah, fights with you. his dad and then leaves. They're and like bad moments. Yeah, they're bad though. moments. They're dark like, moments. It's like regret. Yep. It's like his little like crawl space of regret and then also his random crawl monster. Space of regret. So there's a weird monster in the crawl space and he's like, I can't help you. I just thought that was such a weird. Well, that's a dead guy. But it's just so, but it's almost like a weird monster at that point. Cause yeah. you're like, where'd this like weird monster character come from? It's, and he, instead of being like scared, he's like, I, I can't think help it's you. It's supposed to be a manifestation <laughs> a of his weird, regret. I mean, I maybe, but, oh. but the, yeah. but the body okay. is of the first person who it died, the, the sewing machine guy. So maybe who, he had why regret. Why does he say that? I can't help you. Well, such because, an interesting I don't thing know. To say. I mean, the, the, the monster starts repeating, help me, help me, help me. I mean, if they had put it up and said that, one guest checked in but never ever checked never out. Never found the body. Like they, yeah. yeah. If that, they never found the body, that would have been that better. Solved everything. But for if that your moment. soul is gonna haunt that forever, but you're right, it is like a dead body. It's but not like a was, soul. It's not like a. Ghost, but his soul would like never have been ones. in the crawl space if if it goes about where your body was, right? Because he. Well, jumped. we don't know how these things work, Trisha. 
We don't we, know about ghosts. We don't, we don't know. I mean, maybe we do. <laughs> so this is my next note. Alcohol, exclamation point. Empty fridge with Sam Jackson. And that, then he goes, that shot he goes was crazy. And then he wastes all the drinks. This no. Is a, this I, is a prime concern for I me. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> how Sam Jackson kept being closer and closer to the fridge in that shot. And then John Cusack's just grabbing well, first at he it. looks in and there's nothing and you're it's like where'd all the drinks go that was a full like little well, that's what his point was. and then it's like this long fridge. shot of his office and so that that <laughs> makes you start to wonder again with like you know back and forth like is he dead and this is just the room and hell fucking with him or yep. is he alive and he is tripping yeah is yeah. he totally hallucinating right like yeah. he said because he's like drugged by yeah. Whatever, but either way, he fucks over the alcohol and he's screwed. So, <laughs> still a good shot. Oh, I wrote facts. A sure. good, like okay. a good camera shot. The whole illusion of it was really good. I thought. Um, I just want to know when he, you know, is in the hospital, wakes up in the hospital, and he's sort of having this like lucid dream of like that life is like he's out of the room and his wife is with him, his ex- separated wife or whatever. Mary He's McCormick. wearing this sort of like straw hat on the beach. And I just want to know why is the hat so small? <laughs> Did anyone notice that? No. No, just me. But that was amazing. It is, it is like if Drew was wearing my son Logan's hat. It's and like, I got a, I got it's a like, big head. It's a grown man too. with a small hat. And then it's like it's just a tiny straw hat where... Like, what shade is that providing at that point? Not much. So, <laughs> is it is it shade really? Is it just not? Yeah. Is it not it's just, just not like his side. little aesthetic? It's just my aside. Okay. So that's funny. I also wrote video chat is interesting because he starts oh, yeah. chatting with Yahoo his ex. Yahoo chat guys. Yahoo. He, he starts doing some sort of video chat with his wife on his computer, and she's like, "I'm gonna come down there. Like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay?" Then the painting is in the room. I hope this is the order that it happened. It is. This is before he has the wake up in the hospital. I'm living an alternate life experience. But it is. I the, the paintings ahead. in the room, they start to. I, the only change. thing I could like liken this to, maybe I've been to the Haunted Mansion too many times at <laughs> Disneyland, but it's literally that thing where it's like, it's yeah. like a little boat. And then you're like, or is it a scary boat? You know, and it's like well, when you Sam- go down in the Haunted Mansion and all the pictures change and scarier. Is this haunted room actually stretching? <laughs> or is it merely your imagination? And Drew also works there. Drew um, does that no, voice like apparently. Samuel Jackson said in the beginning that people have drowned in 1408. And but, like, the ocean that the was man drowned so, in his chicken soup. <laughs> that was oh, so haunted was mansion. I just was like, was very I mansion. love this right now, and I don't. Well, know then if you realize that, like the crazy this. ghost with the hammer, the lady man, whatever that's like, swinging the hammer at him, is on the boat, and then the old woman who's reading the Bible to like you know the Pilgrim's Promise the children, children, yeah, um, is like burying her breast. Well, she's like breastfeeding, but then like. The breast, the, like, like the weird. nipple is bleeding, and there's well, like that's a, in the short story creepy. too, right? No, Actually, no, no. And then exactly like exactly that. Then the dogs are going after the fox catcher. I mean, it's everything is going dark and twisted. Yeah, well, I love that, that though. Was with the taken pictures. directly from the short story. The whole description, yeah. of all the paintings changing, was all from Stephen King. And Stephen King that's praised right. Cusack in this film, and. 
said it's like pretty dead on. He said the movie. Really he, he said the movie is terrifying, and he said it probably helped the fact that Cusack is a big fan of King's work. Yeah, yeah, that's and he's adorable. he's such a well. What, what I have to just side note about John Cusack now that we're talking about him, but he he does have that sort of self. I don't want to say self-deprecating, but self whatever that is, kind of self-deprecating thing that that a writer has, which is like sort of like second guessing himself mm. like oh i'm this but i'm kind of dumb or yeah. oh i'm this but i'm super pessimistic or it's like that imposter syndrome yeah sort of thing and he's so good at playing that His character always has that he's like i'm gonna like even that movie uh satellite uh the little boy from like mars or whatever well he's not from mars but little special ed boy or whatever so i'm gonna like cut that out kid. yeah little foster kid um he's like He's like that same character though, where he's like uh, apologetically charming. Where it's oh like, yeah, that's like his like I'm gonna be your dad, and I'm not good spot. at this, but like also I'm amazing at this. Such, like, yeah. but but a, I don't know why I am a, ever a big juxtaposition to you know with high fidelity with him just like out on the street screaming, "You bitch, let's work yeah. this well, out." <laughs> even yeah, yeah. even then, like having he, like an ego, like that's he plays the different. sort of the the opposite he, of that there, really he's, well. He's like down on himself. Like he's like, man, my he life is. sucks. Thank God I have my record store. I'm gonna lose the record store. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> now yeah, I have nothing. No, I was gonna say yeah. like he he is yeah he's still that dog eared sort of character in yeah. those movies, and that's why we love we love him in that no, character. He's very endearing. I think oh, he's, now, he's a dog eared character. Guy. Now I want to watch Must Love Dogs. <laughs> featuring john cusack right oh i forgot that so oh my god that's funny so when he's i don't know why i wrote this i wrote surfing slash drowning in the room oh i thought it was funny that he was drowning in the room because then it's that whole connection with him drowning when and he was surfing the plane with the number you know that whole thing yeah. it, that's what sort of transitions him into new new alternate reality he world where noticing he is reborn he starts noticing like, little clues he finally sees the tail end the of hotel. the uh he, yeah, yeah. yeah he sees the tail end of the uh the the sky advert uh you know the number to call is 1408 he notices yeah. the the checkered uh, lady who threw herself in the window was one of the waitresses. The guy, yep. the guy who is manning the post office, which is being remodeled, is the man at the hotel who asked to take his bags in. Yeah, it's so like a ball the hop. room. Yeah, the room once again, yep. in all its fuckery, is just playing with him Fuck and pulling oh, him, and he, pulling him back in. He has like this like lovely little side life for just like a few minutes or however long it is in the dream movie. Life. Yeah. yeah, where he's like he's even like I'm going to re you know, I'm going to like get back on it and like write this like, you know, sort of memoir. He writes about his I'm time actually, in the room. He writes the whole yeah, book. But it's like going to be like this like confessional thing yeah. with his kid and then, you know, Tony Shalhoub's like that sounds amazing. Give me a decaf, like whatever, you know, and he's having this whole thing where he's really like clicking it's like oh it's your second chance at life right like you yeah. were like in you were going dreams. on a downward slope and now like you're coming back up you reconnected with your ex-wife you're you're gonna write a really good story that's gonna be real and impactful and meaningful and, like, people are gonna like respect you for being the artist you yes. are for being a real like a, a real white yeah. writer quote-unquote yeah. i have to say one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is when the dream ends 
Yes. And the guys around him are pounding yes. the walls mm. and the floor. Kyo box deconstruction moment. When they start I ripping love apart when the dream goes, and yes. it's back to the hotel. <laughs> and it, it, they're like pounding the concrete on the floor and it's carpet and underneath. Like, oh, and he's so oh, mad too. He's like, I was out. I yeah. was out. The that, whole time you're like, the other shoe's going to drop here. If I was Stephen King and I saw, I, I'm, that was, sh- I don't, is that in the short story at all? No. The, no, not at all. I don't so think I any of that's in The it, way right? they wove yeah. that in. That was, was good in the so movie, guys. Good. The way they got back to the Writers room from the movie. dream, the way they broke, literally broke through the dream into the room was visually it was you were like fuck for him but then you were like whoa that That's was awesome so good and he's been living some sort of dream world within a dream yeah. wow oh amazing uh, like so or good or hell within a hell i i think it's i think it's just another test it's like the denial like mm, can we veer away from you know the different uh responsibilities and acceptance and <laughs> everything yeah. that you have to do in order to get out of here yes. can you do that we cannot uh, nope you have so many more notes. I have like lost something happened with my notes where I started writing on the backs of weird pages and now I can't <laughs> find the rest of them and I literally am out of all, order. All, all I can say is oh, this for like one moment it. that like I don't care who you are, like it just it kind of destroys me. Even though it's purely movie, it's not in the story. Uh disintegrating daughter. I wrote that too. I said traumatic kid Ash. That was the next. That was horrible. Horrible. That was horrible. So he pictures his daughter being cremated, and then he's like, "No, no, no!" And then he's holding her again. He's back in the room. She comes in and says, "Like, Daddy, I'm sick. I need help." And she she goes to hug him. Don't leave me. Oh my god. And then as he's holding her, she turns to Ash. Like her whole body just breaks down into ash. It's horrible. It's it was really horrible. And I mean, really he, he, he's almost like Mrs. Kennedy, like pulling the pieces back together. Oh, it's awful. Oi. It's awful. That was and then the but room at that point, he was done. He was done. He's like, fuck this yeah. room. No. Then yeah. he sees then like his like, tombstones and maybe her tombstone. Yeah, he sees his open grave. Noose. Yeah. And then her grave. Because then, and then the there's fo- a well, news the phone call, because the phone call tells him. Hello, Mr. Inslin. You can choose to relive <laughs> this hour over and over, or you can take our express checkout. And they took yeah, the lines from the short story, like, this and then is the nine, news, like, nine, shows up. nine, 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 eight. yeah. We've killed all your friends. Eight, <laughs> yeah, yeah. eight, nine. And then they the took phone melted. Out. They, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. the phone melting I loved, which I also wrote down. I'm all melting story. phone. That's yeah. like freaking like a Dali moment. But. The news showing up too. It's just like hello, like well, you're supposed to kill yourself. But it didn't matter where he turned either, because the because yeah. the noose was in the bedroom, and then the noose was in the uh, bathroom. The it bathroom, yeah, wherever he was going to yeah. go. So then I wrote, oh, so I, I was really happy when he finally got to smoke when he sets the room <laughs> on fire. <laughs> when he's like, because you're like, just smoke the cigarette. Uh, we've the all Dolphin been waiting Hotel for it. Ten out of the 10. whole time. <laughs> Yeah, he's like you know puts it in the ashtray or whatever. Oh, I think he does that at the beginning. Well, he throws. Like, yeah, he he leaves it in the ashtray to sit. And he's just like, I'm just gonna set this room on fire, and you're like, well, Good. because everything resets, the hour resets, and the hotel room is yeah. back to normal. It's, it's start not. Over it's again. not soaking wet. 
it's not, you know, burned up. It's yep. not destroyed. There's not concrete everywhere. There's oh, no graves. Man. Yeah, it's all so gone. What so do it's we like, think happens? Ready? Here we go. What do we think happens at the end? Because I was like, okay, so then they're like, okay, so he blew up the room. He set it on fire. Finally, the wife arrives too late. She thankfully doesn't get sucked in by the room. Whatever. And then they're at the funeral. And then it's like Tony Shalhoub and Mary McCormick. Because now I'm just using all the actors' names because I don't know the characters' names. So the agent and the ex-wife, they're at the funeral. And then Samuel Jackson shows up and he's like, here's a box of stuff Mm. that we found that was his stuff. And she's like, I don't want it, which seems so weird to me. I'm like, I feel like I would have been like, and then the whole time I'm like, Tony Shalhoub, take it, because I'm pretty sure it's shit for a book. That's all I'm thinking, because I'm an asshole. And I'm like, take it. You're his agent. Don't you want to make a book out of this somehow? Come on. Like, let's spin this some direction. But nobody wants to take it, because they're all very good humans. And they're like, no, we just want to remember him the way he was. And Samuel Jackson's like, okay. And he's got this box. He gets back in his car. He listens. He's got the little mini recorder, Mm -hmm. the little, like, you know, tape recorder. And... He's listening to it, listening to John Cusack talk on it, and then he sees something in the back of the car. He sees Cusack like burned partially up, burned, burned body. Yeah. So that, what he does freak, that mean? Well, he freaks out. He it's almost like okay, well, you have my stuff, so I'm kind of connected to it, and okay. it, it could have been like a real Cusack ghost, or it could have just been like you know um, Olin freaking out. But I mean that. But uh, then he drives away, and so that's one of the endings. You have three separate endings. You have another ending where uh, John Cusack does die, and you mean, Tony. On the, sh- on the on the one you watched, there were three endings. Yeah, or? there's th- there's three. Oh. There's so there's two alternate endings. Uh, oh, in, oh, in addition to cool. the original one, one of the alternate endings is that Tony Shalhoub returns uh, back uh, to New York, and he. You know, the the secretary says, like, how was your trip? And he was like, it was a funeral. And he goes to his room. He takes his mail. And when he gets into his office, he starts going through the mail and he gets the package from Inslin. Oh, my God. I wish that's the ending I want. He gets the package from Inslin, which is the manuscript. And he starts reading it. And as as, like the camera is panning back out of his office, it goes through the whole literary office. And then like the doors, literary office, like slam shut. So that's <gasps> and that's the other ending. Why didn't they Ooh, use I that, like that ending? better? That actually. ending is what I wanted. The that guy, is my satisfaction. Him burned up in the back of the car was like a little bit like well, and then hokey. They, in the in the final cut movie that was released, or at least the one that we watched, it it's so that happens in with Sam Jackson in the car. And then he drives away. He's like, whatever, who shake it off? And then they show John Cusack. Kind of like in the burnt room, yes, he, back yep. at the hotel, and then he kind of just wa- walks away. So he, and you're like, "That was weird." So he's yeah. so he's like he's like up he's in the room and he's the smoking room. the cigarette, and then oh, yeah. all you smoking. hear is this voice saying, "Come on, daddy!" And he yep. turns around, and he says, like "Yes, of course." And then he oh, walks and he away. Goes with the daughter. Daughter. And he goes with the daughter, and he actually, I, I think, it's neat because he doesn't just like walk backwards and disappear. He actually goes towards the door. And he disappears yeah. into the door. The other ending is that Cusack escapes the fire. The firemen break into the room, pull him out. He's burned up. Oh. He tells them, like, don't go into that <gasps> room. It's evil. He goes to the hospital. Oh, he he's survives. Still alive? Yes, he goes to the hospital. He survives. And then he, the next scene is you see them, uh, the wife, the ex-wife and Cusack in the same, like, 
apartment and there's there's packing boxes moving boxes and he's sitting down at his computer and he opens up a box with his stuff in it and it has the micro recorder and he starts to play it and you can hear the daughter's voice as he's <gasps> talking that's what you can as hear he's when talking, Sam Jackson plays as it. he's no. talking to her and he says you're not real you're not real daddy don't you love me anymore and oh you just see God. the wife in the background staring at Cusack staring at the micro recorder in just a horrific like what the hell is that oh my god I would have those last two are better than the one they picked. I love I love the Tony Shalhoub. I don't the, know why they didn't pick. I love that ending because I yeah. think I really wanted that ending where it was like, hey guys, like somehow he gets some, a book out somewhere. of hell to yeah. the real world. I yeah. kind of wanted that for him because he's a writer and because <laughs> Well, I'm because in the short story I don't know. Like, the I short story it. he doesn't want to write anymore. Yep. At the very end, he's like, Nope, I'm done. Nope. Nope. Even writing a thank you note on a card makes me queasy, as it says. That's not true, Stephen King. Oops, I'm so <laughs> far away from my microphone. Sorry. Anyway, well, that was. I love the alternate endings. Thanks for sharing those yeah. with us yeah. because, like, I didn't know about that, and I like I like one of them better than the actual one. So <laughs> I like both of them. So better. I'm going to stick with that one. I also just was like, is is Cusack slash Enslin, is he stuck in the room? That was sort of like I always wonder about ghosts being stuck. Yeah. I don't know. Sort of like, I don't know if he's stuck anymore because the room is gone. You know what I mean? Like he the room is well, destroyed. They kind of showed him that in he the like room. Got to go be with his daughter in a weird way at the end. But are they stuck in the room? I don't but why know. would she be in the I room? I guess so. not. I, I guess not. So. Why would she be in hell? You know, it's complicated. I don't know. Trish has got a song, apparently. What? Are we ready? I didn't know you I wrote a song. I didn't know you wanted me to sing a song. <laughs> I'm not ready she to She just do that. shows up with a ukulele all the time, Drew. This is how it works. <laughs> could you sing for us? That'd be really great if you could. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> not, so not like if you're prepared Cue, or anything. Um, Cue the I, encouragement. I this at all. <laughs> oh, my all God. Right. I totally know what this is, too. All I had to read was the first line. I didn't even know she was doing this, but now she's got the words on the screen. I can't so I can see, see anything, them. so I'm even don't more intrigued. The there's, no, there's no sharing. All right, don't look at the words. Don't worry. <clears throat> You're about to hear right, it. Here's my song I wrote while I was watching the movie, and then I revised it after I finished it. Go. There's an intro. <laughs> Is that what it is? Narrate the music. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Okay. Wait a minute. Don't go in it. Your dead daughter's in there. And also a crooked picture. He came committed. On 1408, he insisted, cause ghosts will hang you with the rope around your neck until you're bleeding. Mm. <laughs> 1408 makes 13. <laughs> 1 plus 4 plus O plus 8. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Jackson says, oh no. 
but you don't believe in ghosts. The room is evil, filled with murderous upheaval. Cusack's not gonna go. He wants the room to show scary thrills so he can feel anything. <laughs> We've only just begun. Wasn't scary until now. Ooh. 14.08 will treat you badly. And now you're stuck sadly doing the best that you could to get the hell out <laughs> so very badly. Now the walls are bleeding. So you're still doubting because maybe this is all a dream. Oh yeah, and your dad is also there. <laughs> The room clearly has control. Fucking with John at the window. <laughs> Ooh. So John Cusack, you better go. He doesn't really know why he's scaling the building. <laughs> There's a dead dude in the ceiling. <laughs> Paintings come alive. John is gonna die in a fire while he smokes one last time. 1408 makes 13. 1 plus 4 plus O plus 8. Ooh. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. That is by uh, eight by Billie Eilish to the musical stylings of Trisha on the ukulele. There's a dead dude in the ceiling. Is my favorite line <laughs> ever. <laughs> Billie uh, Eilish wishes that she and her brother came up with that lyric. I like there, one that plus four be in plus everybody. O plus eight. That was like my brilliant. <laughs> I was like one plus four plus O plus eight. After Drew told me what that equaled, I was like, <laughs> song. Trisha's like texting us like, how does fourteen oh eight add up to thirteen? Oh, numerology. And then, and then Drew's like one plus four plus zero plus eight. Like he literally wrote that like in a text. To everybody, because Trisha me. was like, and I, I was like, you know, like how numerology you add or like. I'll be very Q-Mon, honest. Before whatever. I texted that and I wrote it out, I was like, "Don't be a dick, Drew." Just. <laughs> Because because I had been told earlier in the week, they're all like, you're kind of mean and blunt sometimes. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. No. no. Okay, well, I'm glad no. that's your opinion. Whenever I have math <laughs> questions, I will call you. Not, well, also, I, I was like. Me for math. <laughs> Haven't we talked about him being an English teacher and that's why we're all friends? I know, but, you know. But he I'm, did know about the numerology. But He did know. He figured also, that out Also, I'm quite me. mean. Right away, I was like, Trisha, you're a dork. I mean, that's like the first thing I said in the text. Because she was like, Samuel Jackson, Tony Shalhoub, 
That's what? why I didn't tell he you about my song. He has a behind his ear. I was like, like, if I tell Shauna about the song, she's going to be like, really? Again? <laughs> my husband said, are you rewriting another song already? Because I, I... She does it every day Full now. disclosure, I wrote one for another All the Horror episode, too. She's addicted. <laughs> I am. I'm addicted to rewriting, to rewriting songs. songs. She likes making parodies. I'm weird Trish. <laughs> like weird Hey, Al. weird Trish. This is my... <laughs> It's not like a. It doesn't flow I off the tongue. I thought you were just weird, Trish. I'm weird. Trish. I didn't even make the weird all connection. I'm no, all okay. Weird called Trish. me that, like weird Trish. Oh, that's weird so owl. funny. Yeah. I didn't just remember just that. Call yourself like a tricky Trisha. Tricky, <laughs> tricky <laughs> Trisha. Trish the fish. Trish. This, this is terrible. <laughs> Everything's hilarious to me. Talented tricky Trisha. Talentless Trish. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No tell. This would be like if you couldn't make the things rhyme, and there's a dead dude. Dead dude in the ceiling seals your that talent one worked for all out. time. That was like, like that was good. that was I, that was a moment where I was like, yeah, <laughs> on it. Well, this was a lot of fun, and we like to watch John Cusack movies. With I mean, apparently, we're, accidentally, we're, we we're didn't actually realize. thinking about coming back together. For Valentine's Day, because there's a lot of work to be done when it comes to John Cusack <laughs> and romantic comedies. This is God's this worst ro- people. Would this be a romantic comedy? <laughs> Not really. No, no. There was only like one funny line. No, there's no, no, there's no. He romance. made a few jokes in the beginning, and you're like, hilarious. I mean, when, no. he, when he fell out of the vents and landed on the table and it broke beneath him, <laughs> he, you heard him say like, oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> See. Uh, that's what we love him for is those little like throwaway things Clips, almost where yeah. you're kind of like, yeah, no, that that is my favorite shit of his. But this is a cool story, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, just listening to the story separate from the movie, you're like, this is such a creepy, awesome, like, yeah. it's, I mean, uh, it's, Stephen King. it's a really good lesson or read. And also just like watch the movie, too, because. Yeah. I have to say, like, neither one took away from the other. They were both really good. Also, Stephen King. Wow. You're busy. Stephen King, we know you're listening because now we've done several podcasts about you. Even though I was a big old snob about you, I actually have learned to gain so much respect for you because it is really hard to write. And apparently you have no problem with it. You just write all the time. The first book I had by Stephen King was my dad's. I took it with me to college at one point, and it was called Skeleton Crew. And it's about a book of short stories, including The Mist. Has the monkey on the cover, yeah. (laughs) And uh, that was what, like, sort of ignited my true love for Stephen King, even though, like, my best friend in junior high was reading Stephen King at that point. And I started reading, like, Misery and It... Um, and I was like, wait, what is this? This is so much better than V.C. Andrews. Like, I was like, because I thought that was scary, but no. <laughs> and I was like all punk about it. Like, 80s. I'm not going to read that because it's popular. I'm going to like read something else. Like, I guess. I don't know. But now I'm like, Stephen King's a fucking genius. Like, what was my problem? V.C. Andrews was oh, popular. Great stuff. Stephen King is genius. <laughs> I think the, the, first, yeah. the first Stephen King novel yeah. that I read... <laughs> Uh, was Pet Cemetery, and I yes, I very much I enjoyed Pet Cemetery. And there's there's certain things that are only it, it's so neat just to see how 
movies are based purely off of just his short stories, not even a full fledged yeah. novel. And, right? and people crazy. just like go to town on it. Or a yeah. series, yeah. even. Or, or series. like an audio a whole drama. series based on a short story or a book. Oh, yeah. the TV yep. series. Uh, I watched multiple times as a kid. I watched Stephen King's Rose Red over and over. It was, oh, I haven't even seen that. Oh, one, it was have a you? T- it was a TV like miniseries that uh, went on for like Rose three Red. nights, and it's all about <gasps> huh. a haunted mansion and a group of psychics are brought <gasps> into this That's mansion. That's my favorite thing. Oh, it's so good. Rose Red. I'm gonna find of, that. Um, How, of, can you of, find of, it now? Is it I don't know if you can find it now. I'm gonna find it. Let's. You gotta Google that shit, dude. We're gonna look so for we, it. Uh, Cause that sounds. Did you read Doctor right. Sleep? Uh, oh, so I'm bag. actually like halfway through Doctor Sleep. I read that. So I, Is that I was a new one? traveling. No, Doctor Sleep a, is the sequel. It's, it was to out a while ago. The Shining. The Shining. Right? Yeah. Didn't yeah. they make a movie of it? They yes, did. they did. The movie I didn't just see came it. out on like it. it's like you, you should watch it. It's really good. I would recommend no, watching I watched the director's cut. I, I read the book when I was like traveling back and forth for work to New York. So I like it was like one of those airport like, oh, my God, this book's out. Like, you know, (laughs) I bought the book, read it and loved it. And then when the movie came out, I was like so desperate to see it as soon as it was available to rent. I I was like, um, I took the day off work. And I, <laughs> I just sat, I sat alone in the living room by myself and watched I the fucking movie. I love it. Is and it I good? Was, yeah. It All is. right, I need it to watch is. it. It is good. I'm it's it's satisfying because it, the whole continuation story is very satisfying. Like I thought. I don't know if you're gonna find uh, Rose Red anywhere. I, I had to. Oh, now no. I'm in love with it, and I have I to make to my search, whole life about it. I had to okay, search but... high and low, uh, for a DVD. I had to like go oh, to the wow. depths of eBay. Okay, so we can't watch this until we go to Drew's house. Come we on were over. We're supposed to go to Drew's Which house. Maybe it's going to be Valentine's Day. And we had a delay, Day. but we will still happen. <laughs> Some, we will still happen. Don't worry, Drew. What? We will be your date on Valentine's Day. Yay! <laughs> and we will watch. And we will destroy real <laughs> Because we can't have. watch it anywhere else. Also, we'll be like, hey, as a side note, can we quickly watch this three-day miniseries? Because, like... It's good. I, like, I actually, I really enjoy Psychics it. in a Haunted House? That's, like, my favorite amazing. scenario. And they each have, like, yeah. their own little, like, special abilities that they can do. Yeah, the whole Doctor Sleep thing is a lot about psychics. So I think you would Okay, like I have a really quick condom story. Can I tell it? Condom story? Haunted. Oh. Don't worry. I, yeah, I, I, have heard, a con- condom I heard condom, story. too. Okay. Really? <laughs> thank, thank you. Psychic haunted. Maybe I said those really fast together. Okay, yeah, so like haunted condom, condom story. Oh. I work. <laughs> I don't know why I would say that, but okay, dirty birdies. But anyway, <laughs> get, hey, it? Hey. Stephen King. get it. Get it. Get it. You don't talk okay. to Tricky Trisha that way. <laughs> <laughs> Tricky Trisha. Well, sounds like my stripper name. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tricky Trisha. But like, what kind of I weird mean, stripper name? This whole episode must be called Tricky Trisha. <laughs> what kind of weird stripper name? Is that? It's, it's all like, oh, you know what, Tricky Shana? Trisha. It's my weird stripper name. Okay. Anyway, it's like the there are no cr- it's, it's fine. It's just the strippers on like Tuesday nights with those kind of names. <laughs> Tuesday Tricky Trisha. <laughs> like Taco Tuesday Tricky. <laughs> I don't know. Do you really want Taco Tuesday at, at, at a strip joint? <laughs> Apparently, we all do. 
Okay, so psychic haunted house. Let me enunciate every single word so no one's confused. So I work for a nonprofit that I will not mention the name of, but we happened to be willed a big haunted mansion. I mean, it was just a big mansion, but it was haunted as said by many people. So we had an event there one night. Um, so anyway, charities sometimes are left like property, right? So they left us a home, it's this beautiful old mansion, super bizarre. Like we would have our offices there. We would actually work out of it. And I got like a tour of it when I was fairly new, uh, to working there and you know it was like here's like you know the vault where they kept the furs oh, and like it's just like weird stuff like that right like and here's a room where maybe like so and so and all the people i knew that had worked in that building in that mansion which we used like an office um would tell stories about like this happened and that happened so there was a lot of creepy stuff right like ooh. So then we decided to have some sort of Halloween party that I didn't go to. It was it was like I do fundraising, so it was for donors. So the person that I worked with that was like in charge of it, she was telling me after the event that, you know, they, you know, had it. People came dressed up, blah, 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 fun haunted mansion, whatever. Right. You know, it's always fun to do things in a venue like that. So she had two psychics come to just be part of the, you know fun right you know paid like two psychics to come and like do readings or whatever they showed up to the house and they showed up to the door and they stopped and said we're not coming in <laughs> yeah that's scary that's scary they said more than anything. this is yeah that is this is right? the scariest thing i've ever and they're, heard they're there to get paid they're yeah. hustling and they're like and they're forget like, it no. And she's like, but I'm going to pay you guys, like, whatever. And they're like, nope, we're they're not the coming in there. They're the mechanic who came to the door, and he's all like, yeah, the thermostat's over here. I know where it is. I'm not coming in this yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. They were, exactly. They yeah. were like, nope. And they're like, nope, we're not coming in here. This is a portal to something bad. Mm-mm. Goodbye. And they just left. And I was like... I don't ever want to go back there. And then we ended up selling the mansion. So now we don't have it anymore. Nobody works there, which is good. But I'm like, also, I think somebody bought it to live in it, which makes me feel even more scared for them. But good luck. (laughs) But like that thing about the psychic showing up and saying, we're not coming in. That is so scary, right? Like that is the scariest short story right there. I love it. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's my best story. It was like secondhand, but it was kind of close. Wait, wait. Drew, I knew the person. You researched where you would want to stay in a hotel that's haunted. So you, we did not do our homework. Yeah, we, we procrastinated. Were sp- so I just told a fake story. Well, now. it was real, but it wasn't. But no, a hotel. so Drew gets to tell his story. Oh, Go. Okay then. Tell you. Uh, so one of the places that I looked up that I thought sounded really really neat is the uh, the 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So it's kind of like in the yeah. it's in the Ozarks. Yeah. And so it's um, it actually has a really interesting history because it started (laughs) off as a hotel and uh, they had to basically provide a sustainable income to keep the hotel open during throughout the year. So in the winter, they launder money. Well, no, in the wintertime, they turned (laughs) it into a uh, a girl's uh, boarding school. And then when the hotel kind of fell into, you know, not being able to provide as much cash. It was sold. And one of the men who purchased it turned it into a hospital. And uh, he 
basically said and claimed that he had the cure for cancer or what he what? or what he thought that, you know, was the cure for cancer. And uh, let's just say that not a lot of people survived said cure for cancer. <gasps> and there was an actual basement freezer or cool room where Ew. like the bodies would be placed before they could be disposed of. And oh my God. so at at this hotel, there's a few ghosts where you have um, Michael, who is an Irish stonemason who helped build the hotel. Theodora, a patient from Mr. Baker's cancer curing hospital, uh, which happened, which took place in the late 1930s. And then you have the lady in the Victorian nightgown. Now, she specifically comes That's to room scary. 3500 and supposedly according to guests who have told my eyewitness accounts that she will stand at the foot of your bed and watch you sleep. And one, no. and one person said that they woke up, turned, saw her at the foot of the bed, gasped, and then watched her go. No! And then, and then, disa and then disappeared. So that's where you want to stay is in room 3,500? Yeah, let's do it. No! <laughs> you know what? That down, down to the basement in the cooling room where they get the bodies. That is so <laughs> scary. Also, oh like, what is it with like Victorian like ladies and dresses walking around? Like that was know. a rough okay. era. It was a very and every time, Oscar Wilde Ooh. would tell you. Women yes. were pissed, and they're still pissed, and they're still walking her. around those dresses, <laughs> and they're like, "It's the corsets. Shh. They had to wear corsets and whale bones." I Yes, I, you yes. know, that would make anybody pissed for, I don't know, centuries, apparently. Right? <laughs> I can't keep coming Women back. Women oppressed. Uh, gay men were thank oppressed. God. <laughs> thank God we've got some stretch, oppressed. you know, some you sweats that we can now. wear now. <laughs> no, Jeggings. No, 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 yeah. Spanx would be sweatpants. restrictive like a corset. I would say more like, you know, a, a stretchy sweatpant is good. I, I'm not going to be haunting anybody with my Victorian outfit. There's I'm all haunting them with like a T-shirt. They're like, mm, that's not There's really always scary. that meme that says like, be careful or be very mindful of what you dress in every single day. Because if you <laughs> die, that's your forever outfit. Was that that oh, show yeah, I've the, seen that before. The vampire, the werewolf, and the ghost. What was that show? Oh, There's being human. One. Being human. Yes. I love that show. It's like that where the girl died. Are you talking about the British one or the American version? I mean, I think American it's the same one, one but it's kind of similar. I didn't watch the British one, but the American one, she's wearing the same outfit she died yeah. in. Like, yeah, and, and it's like, yeah. oh, I would have worn something so different. They, they yeah, kind totally. Of play on that, yeah. Like she'd be like, I would have like done my You're hair like, well, or like I'm gotten dressed. Wearing this like, freaking cardigan. I really cardigan. like the British yeah. version. I haven't watched. I should watch it. I only watched the American one. I like the American one. Mm. I, I I'm curious if it's like literally the same script. <laughs> it could be. Probably it could be. It was good. It was a good show. That good, will be next. Premise, all the horror. We like, will compare <laughs> the being human. It is a ghost. It's John Cusack. A werewolf in it? and a vampire. You mean we're not going to we're not going to watch the other John Cusack horror movie, Identity. Well, Oh yeah! Oh. Is that the, the hotel? From two, I another like hotel. It. Yes, yes, it's, <laughs> it's another, another hotel. hotel. Let's like, do it next year. He's the cop, uh, right? And it's no, like, he's not a cop. Oh, is he a not. writer? He's no. something. <laughs> don't don't say it. spoil something. Oh, I know. Okay. I know what he oh. is. I don't know. Well, you guys have a secret that Seven. I don't know about. 
Except me and Drew have secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but then you'll like text me like later. It's okay. You'll be like, it's text. a secret, Drew. But I'm like, but I'm on the text. Trish is like, Shh, don't tell no, Shauna. I'm like, I already She'll put it saw it. <laughs> I just I have to listen always, closely. You can always depend on me to put things into a song, so watch out. I can't. Well, I can't think of any other uh, like scary movies that John Cusack is in. I think those are really uh, it. I'd have to look it up. Most of them are, you know, the one songs. where it's like 2000. Oh, you know what? No. Oh, he's in another 12? one with Samuel L. Jackson, and it's actually a Stephen King uh, movie as well. <gasps> it, no it's way. called Cell. What did that come out? Is it new? Uh, um, no, ish? Cell is 2016. Well, I mean, new-ish. It's 2016. Okay, well, we're going to have oh. new, We've never seen that. Oh. So we're I've never to, even heard of it. Have you? I've watched it. Pencil it is. Is it good? It's okay. Think? It's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting is concept. Is it as good as 1408? I think I enjoyed... I think I enjoyed 1408 better. I have not read... Uh, I think it's actually not even a story. I think it's a book. I think it's based on an okay. actual book. It's called The Cell? No, just... Cell. The Cell is with oh, so. uh, Jennifer Lopez. That's what I was going to say. I was like, wait, what? Okay. So Cell. Okay, we're going to have to look that up. Yeah, and maybe read the book. By the time Jackson we get to October Cusack. of next we year, have, we, have we could probably to read, read the book. We could read one So we'll book. all be reading it the day before. I think we all know how this works. All three of us will text each other the, the cover of the book the day before reading it now or like listening for 24 hours to the audiobook. <laughs> I'm all, I'm eating breakfast. I'm eating lunch. I'm eating dinner. I'm still listening to them. All right. It is, uh, it's on paperback. It is 480 pages. Not, right. That's short. It's, yeah, it's not bad. All right. We can do it. Yeah, we can do it. <laughs> all right. Okay. You we'll meet here back first. here in one year. One year cell. from now. Not the cell, just cell. cell. All right, well. We're ready. This has been a very robust, all the horror, <laughs> real feels, Drew Hallam himself, collaboration That's situation. Me. That's you, man. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We always love hanging yeah, out with you. Yeah, a... yeah we're going to continue hanging out every week, whether we record or not. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to have to see all of Trisha's family and her dog. Every you say it's Friday like it's night. a bad thing. What do you? <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. You're, You're the sweetest. <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen now. I just clicked place to order, and you guys are going to receive two copies of Cell in the mail. <laughs> Yay! Aww. A whole year to read a book. <laughs> You better get on it. What's oh, wrong? I, Maybe I'll, I totally missed like, the opportunity to leave a note in the package that says, read it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect. Amended to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cancel Good. the order. We do it. <laughs> Amazon's we'll just going, take what it. the fuck are you doing? You just bought yeah. it. <laughs> just to put a piece of paper in it that like, says what do you, what do you put? What do you put for the cancellation? Not like it's not going to arrive there on time or the price was too wrong. I, I have to make like a special addendum that says I, like, I edit. wasn't witty enough. There's, yeah, edit. Second pass Need for witty note. Um, yeah, like if we get a book by Stephen King in the mail, likely it's from you. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Unless right now Especially I challenge every, <laughs> every bench, <Everyone>? every bench <laughs> Send two girls on a bench. 
20 copies of this book. <laughs> Stephen King's like, maybe randomly his publisher's like, why are there so many copies of so this weird why random had, book? Why have you had an influx in like sale on, of on sell? Nobody's bought this book in a hundred years. Now there's ten sales. These two recipients going to get it over and over and over again. Like what the fuck? Oh, oh. That's great. I love it. Thank you, Drew. Right, You're the well, best. We love you, Drew. Love you. And it then be pitch all the and talk about you. your podcast really yeah, quick. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. we Tell should. The people we where forget to, find to you. do the good stuff here. All right. Yeah. Uh, well. I am one of three hosts for the Real Feels podcast. My friends Jack and Nathan and I, we review a movie every two weeks. More importantly, we spotlight a different movie genre every two weeks, which uh, comes from our giant list of over 300 uh, genres and subgenres. So Very yeah, nice. find us. who built that list? I, I, this I guy. built that list. That's all I me. Know. I <laughs> That's know. That's all me. So yeah, you guys can find us on any podcatcher out there. Just type in the Real Feels podcast. You'll just Google, Google it. You'll find us. We're everywhere. And <laughs> real is like real, like like a movie, like a movie film real. real. R E E L. I'm punny. I'm punny like that. R E E L. We love it. Love it. awesome. Thank you so much. And that's it, folks, for today. Keep writing. Keep snacking. Bye. Bye. Where can you find snacks, kazoos, writing, and clever conversation all in one place? Benchpodcasts.com. All right, I just want to know, is it okay if I play our uh, mockumentary about being on your show at the end of this podcast? <laughs> Oh, did I, you love that? Oh, wait. Did you love that? You, you didn't use me. it, did you? I listened to the episode. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I was He's like, like, really? I was like, maybe it was weird. He's <laughs> like, you guys, that was wow. so. We were like, if we're gonna record a couple lines, like we actually need to record a lot more. And so that's <laughs> when we were like, true. We had fun. You're a part of our documentary <laughs> that we just made up right now, and it's all about you. It's goofy. <laughs> that is really. I forgot that we did that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. I in. feel like I should be. That's kind of all world. we wish we could do all day long. Just, like, just make up stuff like just like Bustin Show, We're Spinal like, Tap, and Puppet Show. Like with that's the moonshine. Us. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. we would do that. Literally, all we day. would just make that our job. I think maybe if we could, which is kind of scary, yeah. but you know, makes the world a better place. <laughs> I don't know. This is behind the comedy gold for real fills. So Trisha, how, how was it working on this project? How, how did it go for you? You know, I really had a hard time with my motivation. And, you know, I, I'm usually really good at memorizing lines, but this time I had a challenge. You know, it was a lot. And, uh, you know, I felt like there was, you know, there were so many different directions we could go with it. You know, there were so many different like you said, motivations, opportunities. I mean, I just, you know, I, do we improvise? Do we not? Do we just stick with the words as they're written? You know, how do we go about this? You know, as, as uh, someone that's worked really closely with the producer, Drew Hallam, I have to say, you know, he's just, 
a gem. He's amazing. And He's we so amazing. It's just he just like gives you carte blanche to just like be free to really find the inner actor with your voice. Right. He really creates an environment where just creativity just thrives. And 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 you know, he brings everyone to the table and you know, and it, it, it's so freeing. I think, you yeah. know, as, as a voice actor, it's Absolutely. so freeing. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, what do I do? I mean, how do I approach this? It, you get a little frozen all of a sudden. You're standing yep. there with your script, and you have multiple things to say and listen to. And uh, you just, like, get flustered. And, and then Drew just kind of looks at you and gives you that little smile. And you're like, you know what? I can do this. Right. And he trusts me. And Absolutely. he makes me trust myself. He does. And he assembles such an amazing group of people. You know, oh I mean, I just God. feel so honored and just, you know, everyone's so generous. I and couldn't. it's just amazing. I mean, could you believe that Mel Brooks was in this? I mean, it, it's that kind of caliber where right? we're really like, wow, we're surrounded by such a strong group. You well, know? it's just like people we've idolized for years to years. suddenly be in a project with them is like a dream come true. It really is. And, you know, I'm just so grateful, you know, that Drew was able to bring us in. And, you know, even like the closing party was so fun. I mean, he brought all this moonshine, I which is like his thing. Hilarious. You know, it's so fun. Like flavored, little tiny jars of flavored moonshine. All these moonshine. little jars of moonshine, you know, and everybody's having a good time. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, I am so blessed to be part of this. Hashtag blessed on the bench. Thanks, Drew. We love you. Bye. It's a very <laughs> quiet neighborhood, so we're probably the loudest thing in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> 1408. What? Craziness. Right. Do you think we need to clap? Like we can clap if you would like. I mean, all right. <laughs> so on three. One, two, three. What? Sorry, you need to clarify. After three or on three? That's very. That's what needs to be clarified. One, two, three, clap. I said on three. So a uh, one, two, three, clap. <laughs> one, two, three. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was close enough. <laughs> you know, honestly, it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> I mean, just move the audio line right, like just, this. Just take three seconds and I've see. Never I've never relied on the clap. I'm just going to put that out I there. Don't, I don't rely on the clap either. And maybe that's an extra at the end of the episode. <laughs> I've never relied on the clap. The clap. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs>